Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. We started this podcast many years ago because we decided that we wanted to have a child but couldn't really make that happen on our own. We needed science to step in. And, well, we've been doing this for how many years now, Dory? Seventy? A thousand? Well, that said, it turns out we have reached the point of the podcast where only one person emailed us this week. (laughs) I mean, I feel like maybe we should just take this as a sign. Is it a sign? Like the podcast has reached the end of its natural life. Is that... uh, Are we euthanizing the podcast? (laughs) I don't know. It seems like it's euthanizing itself. Because I don't have a job right now. And I love these ads. Oh. Hopefully you purchased something already <laughs> from the pre-roll. And you're you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to know what kind of socks I'm getting in the mid-roll. It's pompous. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's just that's the little state of the podcast situation here. We only have one email this week. So guess what? You're going to hear from Dory and I quite a bit about nonsense. And it might not be as long as you like. But, you know, the more emails we get, the more entertainment value question mark you get 
what Matt said. Uh, but I mean, catch everybody up on our uh, IVF happenings. We finally got a hold of our fertility doctor, Doctor Kelly Beck, uh, from TV's uh, show that is on Netflix that I've never seen. She's on two shows. She was on. She was on Bling Empire, Bling and Empire. then she's on something else that I'm blanking on. What are these realty shows you always watch? I feel like those people are always, you know, spending a lot of money on things. Yeah, I mean, Bling Empire, the premise of the show is super rich. I think they're all Chinese. It's Crazy Rich Asians, but... It's, it's the reality show of Crazy yes, Rich Asians, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, so... And then um, the other show, you don't remember what I it was. I don't remember what it was. It was not one of these selling sunsets or something. Oh, maybe. I feel like it was. Maybe it was. I remember you saying that. Maybe it was. I don't know, though, because I don't watch those programs, but uh, I have been to see this doctor a number of times. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's half responsible for Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other half is our first doctor. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, we're going to Anyway, we have an appointment. Can you believe when our appointment is, everybody? Guess when it is. <laughs> Have they guessed? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody. Oh, okay. But the answer is April 1st. And that was the returning patient the appointment date. Yeah, that was like the inside track date, you know? But if you're a new patient, she's currently booking out uh, till June. July. July. So <laughs> you've got yourself another five months to wait. And probably by the time this airs, it'll be August. At least. Yeah. Anyway, so what 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 has changed? Nothing really has changed on our end of things. Uh, just, I don't know, Dory's clock is ticking and my uh, clock has tucked. What? Ticking, tucking, <laughs> not a thing. Um, Can you stop fidgeting with your mic? I could, but I'm trying to get comfortable here and, and engage in a podcast with you. Um, um hmm. And anyway, technical snafu. My microphone really has a mind of its own tonight. It's moving all over the place, everybody. Anyway, we reached out to Dr. Beck. We're going to go see her in, I guess, April 1st. And just kind of see what what's what. What our options are. Has anything changed to do make we, us make this phone call? Do we have any options? Hello? What? Has anything changed? What do you mean? Why did we make this phone call now? Oh, you said that you would be willing to have your sperm tested but again. What what is what is the what do you but you also made the you said I want to see if she'll just transfer whatever we have left. Yeah, and then Which is these are two different instances. So I thought we might dive into what the hell's going on and why we're both deciding at the same time that now is the time. Well, I think I'm we're we're running out of time. Right. I think that's I mean we're ticking clock. The clock is tick tick tocking. So it's not like we have the luxury of like waiting around till the till, you know, the time feels ideal whenever that might be. When would that be? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying like if not now when is what I'm saying. But don't you think the ideal time is the time that we both decide similarly that it's time? Yes, which is what we've done. Yeah. 
But like we've made no, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. And this podcast is essentially about IVF and our. I I understand that. But like you're saying, I don't know what you're saying. I think what I'm saying is I've always wanted a second kid. You always seemed sort of ambivalent. And over the last, I don't know, six months or so, you seemed to. Less than that. Three months. Two, maybe. Three days. I don't know. Two months, I guess. You have seemed to become more enthusiastic about the idea of having a second child. And so we sort of started to talk about how that could possibly happen. And so I said, maybe we should see if Dr. Beck will transfer the high-level mosaic embryos we have. And then Matt said, maybe we should just do another retrieval. I would be willing to have my sperm tested again. I mean, not that I wasn't ever willing to do it, but... No, you weren't willing. Like two years ago when we were going to do another retrieval, you refused to do it. That's why we have a cup in the in the in my office because you no we have a cup because they gave us two and I used one and then you were gonna do another one and you wouldn't do it but then there was no need to yeah because you wouldn't do it no yes no yeah if only there was some record of this Mm. anyone who listens to the podcast let me know what happened okay because apparently I can't remember okay um. I mean, partially, too, I never wanted to take the test when I felt like I was the unhealthiest version of myself, which, you know, was for the two years during the pandemic. I also felt like a terrible time to have a kid because the world was shut down. But I think now on the verge of World War Three is probably the best time. <laughs> you know, it's like once, uh, once we're done with the, uh, you know, pandemic of... Uh, n- Whatever, let's just fall into nuclear winter. It's the best time to have kids, right? I mean, I think that the moral of the story is in this world, there's always going to be some global crisis happening. Yeah, but I feel like between the uh, Falkland Wars and Kosovo, probably a good time to have a kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like a pretty, you know, light time on anything really happening. Well, geopolitical uh, destabilization, etc. You know, right as the I mean, the Falkland Wars were like what, 82? Yeah. The mid-80s were the height of like the Cold War. The Cold War. Which we came out of just fine. Okay, but see, you this is where our age difference actually matters because you were too young to be a child afraid of nuclear war i mean i've always been afraid of nuclear war okay but in 1985 you were two yeah and i was eight Uh uh-huh and a two-year-old no matter how smart they are is not cognizant of the but your naivete Uh in only being afraid of nuclear annihilation during the cold war Mm -hmm. is what makes you currently unprepared for nuclear annihilation (laughs) Okay. Because I always am afraid of it. All it takes is one crazy with two mm-hmm. keys and we're good to go. Yeah. I mean, remember the day after? Sure. Directed by Nicholas Meyer, who went on to direct Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. There you go. It always comes back to Star Trek. No, just this once. Mm. Um, well, why don't you talk a little bit about like what changed in the last two months 
I was. Uh, and then we went on this, the Cold War thing. Okay, well, I'm bringing you back. Uh, oh, I was saying how, yeah, the unhealthiest version of myself and didn't feel good about it. And I think in the last two months, as we've sort of come out on the, uh, we're starting to come out on the other side of this thing, even though it's not by any stretch of the imagination over this fun COVID-19 thing. Um, I could sort of see a life life post pandemic, which I could not at all see during. So like for those two years, I was just like, I didn't know. I'm so depressed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recently I've gotten into a pretty decent habit of like, eating and exercise and, you know, sleeping. You are, I feel like you are sleeping more. Uh, I'm going to bed earlier. Pardon the microphone moving again, everybody. Um, yeah, but I think part of it too is like golf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Definitely not the intermittent fasting thing has been the biggest change. I just feel better. Yeah. I really like, for some reason, not being able to eat anything from now until usually 9 a.m. How do you feel like our family dinners have um, affected your health, physical or mental uh well i think having that meal at that time before like i always like putting henry to bed and then thinking about food was always like well now what yeah and then it was going to be a half hour before you know either we decided what we're cooking or ordered something then you're looking at eight thirty, yeah nine o'clock something yeah. like that and then that's and then i gotta go to bed at like you know let's say i go to bed at 11 right and then I wake up and like I'm hungry again. Right. It was just it was just weird and a bad time. But like we're so into the rhythm of it that it was whatever. Well, and, and also we decided, we but. we were still like it didn't seem like Henry was ready to eat dinner altogether. So like we were feeding him a like kids meal essentially. You know what I mean? At five thirty at his little table. Do you hear Bell whining? No. I do. Because I think your window is open in your office. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but then he started wanting to like eat at the big table. Yes. And then... Well, really what it was was when I put the Christmas tree in the dining room slash living room and moved his table mm-hmm. further away. Right. And then it sort of just became, you know, whenever you decided... Just put it in the playroom. Yeah. Then he was left with no option but to eat with his stuffy old parents. Well, I did that. I mean, that I did after we had all started eating together. Mm. So. It's a blurry timeline to me. Yeah. But I've been like trying to meal plan and cook. Dory's been cooking five nights a week. Um,. She doesn't tend to cook on Sunday, so today was like a Sunday surprise, I'll say. 
because she just returned home from a girl's weekend. More on that in a minute. We'll be right back, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Before I say that, if you'd like the show to be longer <laughs> and not hear us ramble, email us, doriamatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You may also call the phone number and leave a voicemail at uh, 413-461-BABY. And if you want to email a voice memo, and we can play that on the show, you can do so at the email addresses provided before. But since only one person emailed, they'll say them again. Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Hello. Yes. So that's the long and the short of it. And I don't think my sperm is going to really be any better. But at least I feel like I'm giving it a somewhat of a fighting chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. It's your classic thing, though, where we're like, let's do IVF. And I'm like, okay. And then I sit for a second and I go, oh, wait, I'm not working right now. A terrible idea. It's still expensive. It is still expensive. <sighs> anyway, please use that promo code and purchase whatever it is you need that might be purchasable. Anyway. You know, I just remembered that the Writers Guild has infertility coverage now. And I wonder if we can get at least the meds covered. I don't know. Did I make enough money? I mean, we we insured? we still have we still have health insurance. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll look into something like that. So the only, I mean, I don't think we can get any of the actual IVF covered because I don't think they're like in network. But <laughs> of course, but um, maybe we can get maybe we can get the meds covered. I'm gonna look into that. No, to Dory's self. Yeah, look into getting meds covered. Um. I mean that would be that would be helpful. Certainly, it's the meds are thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, um, now where were we? Ah, uh, yes, Dory has just returned from a ladies' weekend. Um, I went to the desert with four friends on a horse with no name. On a horse with no name. I've been to the desert on a horse with no name. Yep. Um, we got a house near Joshua Tree. And rented or purchased in a fun real estate scam? Rented. Okay. Rented. Although would have happily purchased it. Good to know. Um here's and here's what I know. Before Dory leaves, she's like, ignore the Instacart messages. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I usually do anyway. Can't imagine there's going to be that many. And then uh, Dory leaves to go pick up her friend Elizabeth at the airport to then drive down to Joshua Tree. And then I was recording a podcast. <laughs> and while I was recording the podcast, my phone just started going nuts. And it was Instacart. And it was David. David A., I believe who was like do you know how far away your the store is from your from the address and i panicked and thought that he would order something up here yes i thought the same thing yes and i was like i shouldn't be engaging with this i was told to ignore it so well i had elizabeth who was in the passenger seat i'd already given her my phone and was like I, you know if instacart messages you're going to be in charge of responding so i said to her oh i was like oh shit I was like, ask him where the store is, where he is, and where the address where he's delivering. <laughs> and 
the store he was at was in Palm Springs. And it was heading out to Joshua Tree. Yes, which is quite a drive. But like, I didn't know that when I just went on Instacart, it just said Ralph's. It didn't say like the distance from our house. It, it doesn't ever really do that. It doesn't ever really tell you which Ralph. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I assumed if it was coming up that it was somewhere reasonably close that was within the Instacart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, But it was quite far. I mean, we gave him a very nice tip and... I did. I, I felt bad, but I was also like, I guess if it was too far, they would have just like refused the order. I don't know if they can do that. I don't. Know. I don't know. But anyway, it was like, but this guy really. I was like, this guy really wants them to know how far he's traveling for this food. Oh, he, he asked if he asked us if gas was cheaper in Joshua Tree than it was in Palm Springs, and Elizabeth was like, "What should I say?" And I was like. Don't even respond. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it would have been hilarious if you're like, "I'm not there yet. I don't know." Well, that was the thing. I didn't. I didn't want to tell him we weren't there. You know uh, what I mean? I was just I like, know. "That feels a little weird." So we just didn't respond, and then I was just, "Just leave him on the front step." And oh, you weren't there at the delivery point? No. O-M-G. We were not there yet. Someone, one of, uh, another member of our party got there like 15 minutes later, mm-hmm. but we were not there yet. Wow. Henry is singing. Okay. <laughs> like, why do I hear Henry? I don't understand what's happening. Um, yeah, so Dory left Friday, had, uh, I think, had a lovely time. Let's, fi- let's find out. Over to you, Dory. I had... I, what I would call an extremely restorative weekend. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How do you, do you feel like you just spent like a couple hours in a hot springs? Well, I mean, we spent a lot of time in the hot tub, mm-hmm. which was really nice. It was kind of chilly. The um, hot tub or the air? The air. Yeah. Like Joshua Tree is quite cold. I mean, it's been like the mornings that I've been golfing, it has been... Um, frozen like 30 through 34 degrees 33 degrees the day before we got there the low had been 25 wow and then the day we got there i think i don't know the low was like in the 30s or something so it was it was chilly um but the house was very cozy very cute we there had been a lot of texts for the in the days and weeks leading up to the trip about like what meals we were going to cook and what groceries we were going to get and like all all that kind of stuff um so i felt like we were pretty prepared mm-hmm. you know and who, who took charge who do you think who do you think took charge i mean Jody was probably the most in charge. She is the tallest. Because she's sense. the tallest and she's a producer. So it's just yeah. sort of like that's her natural. Yeah. I obviously was in charge of the groceries. I volunteered for that position. This this, this in charge of the groceries thing and you saying obviously. Oh, because no, obviously, I know the instant. Yes. I, I was not, say, because it doesn't really feel like a thing that is natural. No, no, it wasn't. But I also didn't want Jody to have to do everything. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'll take on the groceries. So I did. Okay. And then, but then like, we, it was funny too, because 
um, Jody was like, I'll bring lettuce from my garden and some herbs from my garden for the salad. And then um, another person was like, I'll bring oranges from my tree. And then someone else said they were bringing something else from their garden. I was like, oh, I can bring some grapefruits. And then Elizabeth, who's the only one coming from the East Coast, (laughs) was like... (laughs) This is quite a California. Ba- it was like such a cliche kind of like <laughs> ladies bring in their California fruit and vegetables. None of you had an avocado tree. How disappointing. Um, yeah, none of us had an avocado tree. Um, I don't know a lot about your trip other than it was relaxing and we FaceTimed you, I would say, four times. Yeah. Well, you know that I um, that one day we ventured out into the town. One day we saw a traffic light. Yes. And I said, Henry, do you want to, they called and we were at a coffee shop and I went outside to talk to them. I said, Henry, do you want to see where I am? He said, yeah. So I turned the phone and I was, the coffee shop was at an intersection, like on the corner. And I showed him the intersection and there was a light with an arrow, Mm -hmm. which is like his number one. (laughs) Yeah thing and he was so excited i had to keep the phone on the arrow so he could watch it change from red to green mm-hmm. to yellow to red and then he like didn't want to talk to me he just wanted to watch See the traffic, the traffic light. lights yeah. and then later that evening um he said where's mama and i was like mama's still in the desert and he goes maybe at traffic light See traffic light I was like, well, we can't FaceTime her just to see the traffic light. What if I was still at the traffic light? I mean, (laughs) so I showed Henry some of Toy Story 2 this morning because he's been into his Buzz Lightyear action figure that we got him at Disneyland. And uh, there's a part where they're crossing the street to get to Al's toy barn and the traffic light was there. And when he was so excited that the traffic light was there that then I, I, it occurred to me that like he's not familiar with editing <laughs> and like narrative structure. You don't say <laughs> because whenever the so like when the traffic light was off screen, he was like, "Where's the traffic light now? Oh. Where is it? Where's traffic light?" Oh. And then whenever Buzz was not on screen and it was dealing with the Woody side of the plot, he was like, "What Buzz doing?" I was like, oh. "Buzz is trying to get to Woody to to save to help Woody." <laughs> Where's Buzz? <laughs> there's Buzz. <laughs> and then, you know, it's the guess that there's a scene in Toy Story 2 where the aisle is full of Buzz Lightyears. Oh, boy. And one of the Buzz Lightyears is, it has been activated and thinks he's a space ranger and takes the other Buzz, uh, puts him, <laughs> puts the other Buzz, wraps him in the packaging and puts him back on the shelf, the real Buzz. And then that buzz gets out. And then Henry kept going like, who's real buzz? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think he followed the story, like the plot at all? No, because he was sad that they didn't get on the plane to Japan. Mm. Because they're at the airport and he was excited about the airport. He loves an airport. Yeah. In theory. Also, like, I don't know, like introducing the concept of toys talking when you're not there. That would be interesting for him. When... Toys talking when I when the owner is not there. When the owner is not there, I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tonight, I said, "Come on, let's go. Let's go pee on the potty." And then he was like, "Buzz pee on potty." 
I said, okay, Buzz can come pee on the potty. And so Buzz sat on the potty and peed. Nice. And then I said, did Buzz pee? And he goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he was like, flush. Flush Buzz pee. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And then I showed him yesterday. I showed him Ghostbusters. Some of a lot of not a lot, but a decent amount of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters too, like scenes. And uh, the thing he was most upset by, he enjoyed it. I would say enjoyed ninety nine percent of it. The thing he was most upset by was the destruction in the Cedric Hotel when the uh, chandelier goes down when they're trying to catch Slimer. Um, he really wanted them to fix it. He doesn't like when things get destroyed and not rebuilt. Yes. He also had a problem during the first, or maybe the second Toy Story, when the dog comes in and knocks down the Lincoln Log cabin. He was very upset about that. Mm. And he was like, fix it, fix it. <laughs> so I just rewound it a couple of frames to where it was together. And I said, there, buddy, it's all set. Now we'll go to the next scene. And I just fast forward. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Yeah. Anyway. And that was my weekend with Henry. How did you, did it feel overwhelming at all? Did it feel tiring? I mean, when he didn't want to, when he didn't want to go to swim class and was fighting me on it. Mm-hmm. And then I texted you and I was like, He's, I, I assumed what you would say to me was, well, he obviously doesn't want to go. You don't have to force him. But what you instead you said to me was ways to trick him into going to swim class. So I said everything you told me to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for my effort, I got a free trip to North Hollywood mm-hmm. and no swim lesson. Mm. <laughs> so we went and Henry just wanted to play on this play structure and not go in the water. And then the swim instructor was calling Henry's name and I had to go, he doesn't want to go in the water. She's like, okay, I understand. So you guys should just do a makeup. And I was like, Okay, well, I'm going to go deal with him now. <laughs> and then he, we stayed for another 15, 20 minutes while he played on the tiny structure. And then we got in the car. He wanted to go home. We got in the car. I said, do you want, I, I said I'll take you to a big park if you'd like. We can go to a big park right now. He's like, go, other big park? I was like, yeah. Five minutes go by. Go home. Want to go home? He wants to go. So I say, okay, let's go home. Put him in the car. He goes, when we get off freeway. Like he doesn't. <laughs> he seems to like. Also, like when I was when that was, he said like on the way there. And then when I left, I was like, do you want to take? I was like, do you want me to avoid the freeway? I can get home without taking the freeway. He's like, no, go on freeway. <laughs> then we get on the freeway. When we get off freeway. <laughs> then we got home, and he goes, Henry wants to swim. And I was like so annoyed at him just just for many reasons but that was the only time i was annoyed yeah i get it he's not overwhelming <laughs> like i was like uh do you guys gotta poop do you want to watch trucks it's like yeah hey, do you come back and i was like i will i'll come back i'll just put this <laughs> truck video on but this is the truck video you're gonna watch <laughs> And I came back and I didn't say anything. And I just sat at the dining room table with my laptop. And then he turned around and he's like, Dina's back! <laughs> anyway. Uh. Okay. Uh, I suppose we should 
take another break. All right, let's do that. And then we'll hear from and our then listener. We'll hear from our one listener who might be the only listener we have left at this point. Yeah. So stay tuned. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. I hope Hello. everyone's doing well. All right. So somebody opened up their electronic mail, typed in our address, which is dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattandori at gmail.com. Just something you could easily do. And they sent the following. What is it, Dory? Well, it's from Anonymous. Mm. And they- Could be anybody. It could be anybody. They write. So, yeah. So, like, a lot of people could claim that they wrote in. Mm, interesting. Dear Dory and Matt, I'm eight weeks pregnant with my first science baby and cautiously elated- After so much hardship getting here, I can't believe my transfer worked. Although I'm obviously happy, there is one thing. We had two identically graded embryos at our clinic, so we told them that if one was a female embryo, we would like that one transferred first. But I found out the day of the transfer that both embryos were male. Here's the problem. In all of the visions I've had of my life and motherhood, never have I imagined being a boy mom. The concept is totally foreign to me. I come from a family of girls and have always, always pictured having a girl. I think I remember that you had hoped your first would be a girl too. And I was wondering if you could speak to how you reconciled any quote gender disappointment you experienced. I don't want to sound ungrateful and I'm sure any sadness I feel around not having a girl will go away quickly after the baby is born. But for now, I'm stuck with these feelings and would love to hear from you or any other listeners about your experience. We do have a female embryo at our first clinic that we would like to move to our current clinic and eventually transfer, but it's not a very good grade compared to our excellently graded second male embryo. So I'm not optimistic they would transfer at first if we were able to try for baby number two. But I plan to ask our doctor about this next time I see her. On a side note, Dory, I loved Thanks for Waiting and related to it so much. I'm so sorry to hear about the paperback not being published. Also, your bangs look fab. Thanks for the pod and for all you do. Anonymous in 2,300 square feet outside of Boston. Zero hot dogs this year, but had a banner hot dog year in 2021. Excellent. Uh, let me just give a bang, Dory's bangs update. She's got them pushed to the side again. She forgets she has them. It's the Dory Bangs Show. Hello. I put them back. Um... Uh, I mean, it was me mostly who was like, I want a girl. Yeah. I don't really remember that coming out from coming out of you. No, I mean, I, I kind of want, I like, I, I, I wanted a boy, but you wanted a girl more than I wanted a boy. Yeah. And the only reconciliation I had to do at all was with the fact that eventually, if Henry wanted to hear, he would hear how I just wanted a girl. Yeah. I mean, it is something that, like, you might think you're struggling with. You're, you know, you're eight weeks into this nine-month thing. Hopefully, everything goes smoothly. You're going you're gonna to get over that so quickly. It won't even be funny. 
You know, I agree with that. And just like as a funny note, I was away with five. There were five of us away this weekend. All of us only have boys. Oh, yeah, that's true. So three of the women have two boys. Mm -hmm. And then two of us have one boy. Yeah. And I have noticed that like, generally my closest mom friends are like mom of moms of boys it's weird well it also might be like a genetic pool correcting thing you know because there's so you know there's more women than than men on the planet Mm. what if the planet's like well okay let's let's try to even it out Mm. real quick for a half a generation Mm -hmm. and then it goes back to whatever Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I'm sure I would love having a girl. I love having a boy. I love having a kid. Yeah, I think that it's, it's such a, um, it's a very, like, it's a very, you know, you just sort of forget. I just haven't even, I really haven't even thought about this in so long that I'm like now trying to sit here and process feelings that I don't know that I ever really had. This, you thought, this email brings up. Yeah, I mean, I think you thought you had them. Yeah, I mean, but also like right now, I'm sort of like thinking, oh, yeah, really. But I could, uh, honest, and here's another thing I'll say to you, listener, anonymous listener, slash only person who decided to email this week. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything different that I would be doing with a girl that I'm doing with Henry. Right. I mean, not not a thing. Like I'd show a girl Ghostbusters and right, yeah, a Toy Story, and you know maybe she'd gravitate toward Jesse more, the Odlin cow girl. But you know, Henry wanted a Jesse, and I was like, great, done, because I was bored and home all weekend, so <laughs> I went on the internet and found them. <laughs> Um, it has been, it has been interesting to see him with Buzz. He does really treat it like a doll. Uh, well, I think that's even more now that he's seen the, seen Buzz in action. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, it just, yeah, it just so, it just it disappeared. Any thoughts about that? You just sort of. Dance with who brung you? Ooh, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a John Maddenism. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I mean, I agree with everything you've you've said, and congratulations. Yeah, and also I would say this: your hot dog count in twenty twenty three will be probably astronomical. Wait, why? Because they had a very good last year hot dog count. Uh-huh. But I feel like maybe during the pregnancy, they don't want hot dogs, whatever. Oh, I see, I see. But I feel like they're going to come back they're gonna strong. They're going to come back strong? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Well, you know, that's all we got this, this week. That is. It's a short one, and uh, it could be longer. All that needs to happen is somebody out there asks a question. And you know what? doesn't even have to be something we're going to know the answer to. 
This is the world's slowest message board. <laughs> Keep it coming. Um, <laughs> I guess that'll do it. Yeah, well, somehow. you know, we got to thank our Patreon supporters. Let's do that. That's that's a great idea. Let's okay. thank the people who actually listen to us ramble uh, purely because they want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who supports us at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure, especially those of the $5 level and above who get thanked every month. Nikki Bossert. Oshrat Kaplan. Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. R. Ham. Rachel Kuzma. Rob Bean. Robin Kilgo. Sadie Massa. Samantha. Sarah Dowerman. Sarah Dowerman. Sarah Prager. Sarah. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. Shauna Mandel. Sarah Reginald Pennybottom. SJV. Sophia F. Uh, Steph Goralnik. Stephanie Toronto. Steve Harcourt. <laughs> Give me your real name. I hope it is, though. I'm Stephanie Toronto. That is such a toast name. Like a, like a, like yeah. a woman that toast meets who's also acting in the same like yeah hello stephanie toronto <laughs> uh steve harcourt Susanna perez uh tanya lamos tanya kershemen did i say it wrong again i think it's tanya 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 there it is mm-hmm. oh tanya uh, uh, the Byerses. The Holterman clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Tyler Rosewood. Wendy Fick. And Whitney Hoffman. Thank you all very much. Thank you. And especially thank you to Stephanie Toronto. <laughs> Bye. Bye.